That's a groovy button. What does it say? Join tonight's monologue already in progress. Hey, Ed, you know it was cold in Los Angeles today. <laughs> How cold was it, Johnny? Uh, uh, I'm glad you asked there, Budweiser Breath. It was so cold today that the flashers were describing themselves. Hey, oh, 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 that's excellent. <laughs> easy, easy there, Ed. Have another bud. <laughs> I'll drink to that. You'll <laughs> <laughs> drink to anything, won't you? Ed, how you doing tonight, my friend? Oh, uh, Johnny, I'm great. Uh, uh, but I'd like to take a moment. I'd like to uh, uh, get a little serious here, if I, if I may, for just a second. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't normally do this, but uh, I just want to say this man sitting to my left right here, this icon of podcasting greatness, I want to give him a little shout-out. If you've enjoyed recent interviews with such monkeys, luminaries as... as uh, uh, Bobby Hart? Bobby Hart, thank you. I'm a little overcome. Uh, the great Peter Rafelson, what an unexpected treat that was. Uh, Friends, by, by the way, Ed, we're, yeah, not, yes. we're not done with that interview yet. By uh, the that's way. right. That's uh, We're getting to that. It's, uh, I see it on the cue card. Uh, Billy, hold that cue card up a little higher. <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, uh, this man, this great man, he's responsible for tracking down these people, dealing with their representatives, uh, getting them on the line, planning dates to do these actual actual interviews that you've enjoyed so much, and then doing the actual interviews. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I, I'm going to do it. Uh, don't, don't, don't try to stop me. Don't try to stop me, Johnny. Friends, let's all stand up and give this man a big round of applause for all his hard work. Hey, you realize this is not going to get you a raise this year, don't you, Ed? <laughs> oh, you cracked me up, sir. Oh, hey Hey-o! And with that wonderful homage to Ed and Johnny. Who? Yeah. You know, oh, it's the guy. It's the guy before Jay Leno. Somewhere in there with Biff and Spiffy and. Uh, yeah, with AJ. Doc, Doc and, and and Tommy and all those great guys on the original Tonight Show. Oh. Hey, guess what? What about Skitch? You know they have ointments for that, don't you, Ed? <laughs> all right. Well, now that we've totally confused them. Welcome to episode number 26. The second baker's dozen is in the oven, my friend, of the Texas Prairie Chicken Home Companion Monkeys podcast. I am Alan, Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina Williams. This is Al, never mind the furthermore, Bigley. <laughs> yes, this is not, excuse me. Is this thing on? I guess we must be recording. We haven't lost anybody yet. This huge phallic shaped thing between you and I right now? Uh, Mike, the whole phallic thing. It's uh, happening. Happening. <sighs> Can you tell we've been away for a while? <laughs> That's right. But I did want to open with a shout out to you and all your hard work for these past interviews. It's been pretty much you with those interviews about uh, 100%. Not necessarily, Palamine. You've done Fred. You've done John Jorgensen. You've done Don Glute. Sounds like an exercise in the gym. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, that was your. Is that your gluteus maximus interview? <laughs> Thank you, John. I'm sure Don hasn't heard that joke since childhood. Of course not, but, you know, I don't think Don listens anymore, but that's okay. All right, so. Al, how are you, my friend? I'm good. Can't complain, except for the weather. <laughs> what weather? Yeah. Right. Like, it's North Carolina weather, folks. Wait five minutes, it'll change. We had snow less than a week ago. 
80 degrees yesterday and now it's sunny and what, about 52? 51. Yeah, winter says, hold my beer. It's a beautiful 52 degrees in downtown Monroe at the <coughs> Trail House where we are currently recording this yes. very episode. Wait, wait. Are, oh, are, no, no, are, no, are, no. Are, 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 are you? No, down, 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 big fella. Ho, ho, ho. Sorry. Almost lost. Almost. Oh. J-H-J-O. Remember your breathing technique? Yes. It's early in the episode for Don Steele. The non-real Don Steele. As opposed to Cliff Steele of the Doom Patrol. Oh, never mind. I'm sorry. That, that one will go over everybody's head. Sorry. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for coming back. We've got some interesting topics and things to discuss this time that should thrill captivate you. you. Captivate you, mesmerize you, and want you to buy it. Well, wait a minute. No, I'm sorry. That's an infomercial. Well, we're really promising a lot here. That's right. But, oh. But wait! There's more! There's always more. Yeah, we have another contest today. Got a contest coming up because we do have some goodies still in the monkey's prize bag. Yep, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel, but we got enough to make it interesting. Got a remix that uh, should throw you to the bones, throw mm-hmm. you to your very core. That's coming up later. Mm-hmm. Another Boyce and Hart di- little ditty. Well, I said ditty. I, yeah, okay. Very good. So, but yeah, we got, and we have something very unique. We're going to have our own award show. Sort of, kind of, sort of. Hi, Allie. It's nice to see you again. This is our this is our waitress, Allie. She's been with us now three straight episodes, so that's yes. pretty good. Say hello to our hundred and hundred of listeners, Allie. How is everybody? <laughs> Y'all need to come see me at the Trail House. Right, Monroe, yeah, right. North Carolina. No, Indian, Indian Trail, Trail, North Carolina. Wesley Chapel. Wesley, Sun Valley. Monroe. What are they calling it this week? Yes, Monroe. Yeah, Monroe yeah, whatever. It's one of those. It's... It, Right across, right across from Sun Valley High School, those of you who in North Carolina who know where that's at, you know where we are. Beautiful downtown Sun Valley High School, where the kids <laughs> bop and stomp to the oldies all day long. All right, well, you know, you're, you're, uh, yeah. You're, you're, you're poking the bear, you realize. I'm going to stop. Uh, yes. I'm going to stop. Um, thanks, and, guys. Oh, yeah, go ahead. We have one other thing. Since you mentioned it, in the beginning, we have the second half of our interview with the exci- the incredible Peter Rafelson coming up. Talk about an unexpected treat. That was really a uh, interview gold. It was. We had it, and who else? Well, we had two. That, had that means we've had two great storytellers back to back. We've had Valerie, Ken, Valerie Kears uh, Vinay, and now Peter. So it's, you're talking about two guys. Uh, squeeze in there, of course, with a Gator Willie Heater, Jerry Blavitt. He was great. Mm-hmm. Didn't we interview some guy named Nishwash? He was pretty fun, too. Yes, and so far he's not returning my calls to get back on the show. So it's like Whatever something, happened to that guy? something about. Uh, Writing a book. Uh, you mentioned peanut butter a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. This time alone with the peanut butter. Yes, that's right. So, yeah. uh, he's, he's got he, a lot of potential. He should record or something. Yeah, it's like you know, it's, but, yeah. In between totes, I suppose he will. Guys, uh, thank you for your support on the page. We our main goal was to have an interactive community on the Facebook page, and boy, do we have it. Eight hundred and seven strong the last time I looked. Lots of good interaction, fun. We keep things fun, and we keep things uh, non-threatening and jovial and let's give a shout out to one of our biggest supporters which is the great Fred Velez if you haven't ordered his that, that's yeah tonight's show uh, audience is still here um, if you haven't ordered Fred's great monkeys book a little bit me a little bit you it's I'm sure it's still on Amazon a great read a great gift and he's idea. working on an update to it isn't he I think he is yeah, working he is. on another book yes but, uh, fan mm-hmm. interactions with the guys if I'm yeah. not mistaken mm-hmm. I tell everybody about it, but that restraining order is still out there. Yeah. <laughs> we won't go there. That time, uh, Davey had one too many, and 
thought I was uh, Miss September. No, I'm kidding. Um, hey, you haven't seen me in a wig, so hey. I've also been having a lot of fun uploading onto YouTube um, some video rarities from my collection. Most of it Davey interviews from the 80s and 90s, Crook and Chase. Um, a lot of stuff involving real live Brady Bunch. Thanks for the response to that. Mm -hmm. some stuff Wait a minute, did you say real live Brady Bunch? Yeah. Shout out to Jerry Rochelle. Yes. We love you. I thought we said the real... No, 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 I'm not going to go there. Um, She's the real Jady. She's the real Jan Brady. Well, the real Jan Brady just... Never mind. There can be two Jan Bradys. Right. And, call, and they can be real. Hey. Also, I was glad to finally upload a uh, Entertainment Tonight piece on the... Gosh, now 20 years old Daydream Believers mm -hmm. biopic. Yep. Um, which had a lot of information of, of the guys behind the scenes, makeup, and... Mm -hmm. Planning. So those were fun to finally transfer to a uh, uploadable format and get them online for Monkeys fans. Yep. And if you didn't see those when they popped up on the uh, Facebook page, you can find these on YouTube under my banner, which is Big Glee Archives. B-I-G-G-L-E-E -E is one word. Archives is another. You'll see the handsome, smiling face of a, uh, of a younger me that had hair and... Uh, Gosh, we got the Daydream Believers VH1 behind the scenes. We've got Davy on Crook and Chase, rare Mickey clips, you name it, you'll find it there. But thanks Wait, for that. You've got weird, rare, weird, rare, weird Mickey haircuts? I didn't know. Mickey That's clips. what you mean, clips. Oh, well. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful, they'll end up on eBay somewhere. But uh, yeah, I mean, you've done some yeoman work recently, my friend. It just, it never ceases to amaze me yet. You are, the, you are the actual collector of the duo. I, I, I collected for a while, but mostly I collected the music. Me too. But you have, you have just, I mean, you, comic books, uh, rare audio, rare video. I'm autograph. more into that stuff than the merchandise. I never was yeah. big into the merchandise. Well, like I said, we had talked about, there's really only one thing that I want as far as, it's not a, it's not a Gretsch, it's not a monkey mobile. I just want a couple of the eight button shirts. I thought you were going to say Ursula Anderson. Ursula Andrews, man. Anderson. Ah. Don't, don't, don't make me quote that line from Dr. No. Hmm. But glad you guys enjoyed that. Um, very good. Love that fan participation. And uh, you got some recent news. Um, some of the shows you're always trying to get me to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Supergirl and Crisis and... Uh, holy cri Holy Red Sky... Holy, wait, excuse me. Holy Crimson Skies of Death, Batman! You actually watched it? Spoiler warning. Spoiler. In case you haven't seen that episode. No, I still don't watch them, but I heard from the fan community that Supergirl recently, an episode with the Toy Man, I believe, yep. featured a little song called... All of, of your toys. Yep. All of my uh, toys. A little, Bill toys. a little Bill Martin ditty. All of your toys, yes. That's right. All of your toys. Um, because it ties in with the Toy Man supervillain. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I bow to the people, powers that be, that produce Supergirl. <laughs> Great find, guys. That was that was really cool, I gotta admit. Somebody on that staff is a fan. Mm -hmm. And once again, uh, I want to get a little more serious again, uh, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, here we go again. No, in all seriousness, it's been kind of an interesting week. Um, we're observing the first anniversary of the death of Peter, mm -hmm. Peter Tork. Yep. And coming up soon. Saturday, as a matter of fact. We're recording this on the 27th, which is Thursday. Uh, it will have passed by the time we get this, uh, we make this available. We let it escape. But yep, Saturday the 29th is the, ten, what is it, 10th anniversary? Oh, no, it's not no, nearly. No. The 8th, maybe? Yeah, 8th, yeah. 2012, I believe. Okay, yeah. 
eighth anniversary Goodness, of so uh, Davy riding off into the sunset. So, you know, February's a February's a, a, a bittersweet month because of Peter's birthday and then you know, what happens afterwards. So, but right, the the it's been really cool to see all the all the love and all the tributes that Peter's been getting lately. We can expect that come Saturday, everything will be flooded with Davy stuff, and that's wonderful. Right. You know, it, it's it's so nice to know that these guys will always have that kind of place in our heart for what they get, gave to us. And we can always celebrate them and choose not to look at the uh, the downside. We can think about all they gave us and uh, instead of instead of being depressed, we celebrate. Exactly. So. Very good. Well, you mentioned earlier a funny award show <laughs> of some sort. Well, that's right, Al. Coming soon. <laughs> Within the next little bit, we will introduce the Alleys. What's that, sir? Well, let's see. It's a little wooden. It's a. It's about this light, and it's made of wood, and you roll a ball down into it. And, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Wrong Alleys. Al and I decided, or I decided, and pitched this to Al, that we wanted to give away... To celebrate, we wanted to give away some special awards. You just posted or reposted uh, a link to episode number nine where we did our favorites. Number nine. Number nine. nine. Number nine. Number nine. You know, that might make a great song. It'd be a great in a song lyric, wouldn't it, Paul? That would fill up about ten minutes on That's a right. side B somewhere. That's right. But um, we decided we wanted to do something a little bit different off of that. So we're going to present our very first alley, probably the very last. Dun, 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 dun. The Alley Awards, which is our, uh, there are a number of categories. And it's Not to be confused with the 60s Alley Awards given to certain comics and comic book creators by early comics fandom. I did not know that. Named it for Alley Oop. Aha. Alley Oop. Okay, if we, if we go anymore, we have to pay royalties on this. <laughs> oh, it'll be under this bit yeah. for 10 seconds. But, um,. We have, we have some categories. Al and I are going to nominate a couple of each. Uh, we're going to nominate four total, two from each of us. And then we're going to decide and give out a, a, a phantom award. It's kind of like wrestling in a fandom where they had a fandom title change that never really happened. But we're just going to – this is just a celebration of the TV show because we don't really give the TV show as much love as we give the music. Correct. Except, uh, except episode 13. Episode well, 13, yes. Where we give a lot of love to the monstrous monkey man. Go check it out. tpchc.monkeyscast.blogspot.com Mommy! Mommy! Now, you realize the last time I did this, New York went black. That's a reference to the famous 1965 New York blackout. No letters, please. Thank you. Now, now as I look at this, uh, at this uh, award ceremony, this is uh, awards given to best TV moments. Uh, nothing to do with interviews or uh, mm-hmm. concerts. Uh, just the Monkees uh, television show. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's absolutely correct, sir. <laughs> you are correct, sir. Hello. <laughs> Doc, will you put... Doc, go back into the closet. That's, that's even loud for me. Oh. Take Tommy with you. I'm sorry. These are these are old jokes that, uh, you know, the only person who's ever going to get any of these references is our buddy Doug Huber. Pretty much anyone du- 70 and above, I think. Yeah. Doug, Doug will get these references because he's that kind of a kind of guy. All right, shall we go into our first spine-tingling category? Which is, let's do the guest stars first. All right? Your favorite male guest star moment. Favorite male guest star moment. There's so many to choose from, Alan. You're mm-hmm. trying to... You're getting me uh, right off the cuff here. 
Of course. Oh, let's think. I'm putting you on the spot, and the Jeopardy theme will be the Jeopardy theme will be playing it underneath this. Now I love the Geeter. That's mm-hmm. a plug for last episode. Mm-hmm. He's great. I love Hubble Benson, of mm-hmm. course, played by the great Carl Ballantyne. That's it. He's excellent too. And then there's boy, there's Monty Landis. Oh, you're killing me. We'll just pick two. I mean, you, you narrow it down to two. Rosemary. Right. I'm going to go with Rosemarie. Don't do that. I'm going to go with Rosemarie, but is right, it for right, Monkey right, Mother? Wait, 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 wait. Yes. Did Rosemarie go to Sweden? I don't I said that. favorite male oh. guest woman. <laughs> oh, that's an old joke, too. <laughs> but <Ba-dum-bum>. um, <laughs> You got me, got me going crazy there. And then again, I love uh, Firth. Firth as Rob Roy Fingerhead. No way! I'm mixing up my actors. Yeah, Ronnie. George George, Thur- George Firth was Ronnie in One Man oh. Shot. Uh, One Man Shot. You're thinking of Rob All right, here it is. All right, go Rip, ahead. Rip You're Taylor. Two. Rip, Rip you Taylor. Just die. Monkeys yeah, on the one? wheel. Monkeys on the wheel. All right. No wait. There's two. Monkeys on the wheel and Wizard Glick. He was Wizard Glick. That's right. I gotta go with Glick. Put me down as Glick. That's it. All right. So is that all right. your final answer? All right. So your first nominee is Rip Taylor as Wizard Glick. That's it. Do you have a second nominee? Oh, you're killing me. Second, here, I'm going to make your hat fly right off your head. Rip Taylor, monkey's on the wheel. At the wheel. He hasn't got it here, but he's got it here. Can I do that? Is that sure. horrible? All right. All right. Oh. No, it's okay. Rip Taylor. <clears throat> now, no. with all due respect to Lon Chaney Jr., you guys ain't going no place. Respect to Carl Ballantyne. Uh... Respect to George, well, I don't have so much respect for George, to George Thir- Firth, but you know, you know what I'm going with my first nominee because Ron Masak was absolutely the, we had so much fun interviewing Ron Masak and let's be honest, Monstrous Monkey Mash is one of the funniest yep. episodes, period. Especially in that dearth of funny episodes in that second Sex, season, yeah. late second mm-hmm. season. But you didn't tell me, there's so many great ad look lines, but you didn't tell me what these were for. In front of the beautiful fake backdrop. That was no mummy. That was a monkey. So yeah. the monkey around. Yep. So uh, number one uh, would be uh, Ron Masak for Monstrous Monkey Mash. Everything in that. And as much I, I, as much as I love Stan Freeberg, I can't put him in. Why? Because he really wasn't given that much of an opportunity to shine. It's true. Yeah, he was very subdued. You're yeah. talking, of course, about uh, the Toy Factory episode? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm going to surprise you with this one. Uh, it's not Stuart Margolin. And that would be Severn Darden, who was also in the same toy episode with Stan Freeberg. See how it all ties together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Donovan Freeberg, if you're listening to this, we still want you on the show. Donovan... And we're um, working on that too. That's right, Donovan and Donna Jean, both of Sims. So we're gonna, we will take a slight detour. But, Are you ready right. to go to the next exciting category? Well, no, wait a minute. Yep, we yep. have to, de- we have to determine a winner. A winner. Mm-hmm. Oh my. Now, I say we, I say we have a tie. Okay, so we'll give the, and the alley goes to. We have a tie. Ron, May- we have a tie. Was that an envelope hermetically sealed in a uh, jar somewhere? On the stairs of a cast. Ha 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 ha! No, Funk and Wagner had nothing to do with it. So. A Funk, a Wagner, no. and a dictionary. 
Name three things. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Name three things and you know, they, we'll never see again. That's right. His waistline. No, that's his waistline. <laughs> or his shoes. Uh, I I will go with uh, with Tyler with of course Ron Maysack and which is your favorite Rip Taylor Monkeys at the Wheel or Wizard Glick? Gotta go with Wizard Glick. All right, so Ron. <laughs> Accepting the award for Ron Maysack and Rip Taylor is nobody. There you go. We're not gonna bore you with speeches. All right, so we've you got, got that the at the front of the episode. That's right. Um, favorite female guest star moment. Well, I think I said it earlier. It's got Rosemary. Rosemary, but which one? For Monkey's mother. I think. Uh, I've got to go with Monkeys in a Ghost Town. Yeah. Check out an early episode for a discussion about that episode. Um, as the big man. You must be George. <laughs> take him out and kill him. Take him out and kill him. Lenny, take him out and kill him. They're such nice boys. All right. And a second one? I've got to go with. Ah. Uh, I think our own Valerie mm-hmm. in Monkeys a la Mode. As Toby. Toby, the put-upon magazine mm-hmm. underling. The the gopher who ended up being the editor. Right. Alright. Both very good. Um I was gonna go with, let's see here. Well, of course. So so Julie Newmar uh, definitely is one. Mm-hmm. The other one, that's a good question. The other one, I will probably, I'm torn between Donna Lauren and Dina Martin. Because Donna Lauren with Golden Grecian Goblets Guarantee Graves. It's good. But there's just something about how beautiful Dina and how cool Dina was in um, Some Like It Look Warm. Yep. Featuring the Gator with a Heater. Another Plug. callback. That's right. So, I'm going to go with Dina Martin for uh, Some Like It Lukewarm. Very good. Because right. yeah, Valerie was in the band too, remember? Yes, see, we got some conflict there. Mm-hmm. So. Conflict of interest. All right. So, do you have any one of mine sway you? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Although those are strong mm-hmm. selections. All right. To me, the winner, then the winner's got to be. Lenny, take him out and kill him. All right, I'll go with that. And the alley goes to Rosemarie for Monkeys in a Ghost Town. And the crowd goes mild. (laughs) Accepting the award for Miss Marie is that guy from Seinfeld who was in the same episode. (laughs) The great Len Lesser. I know. That's how people think of him. He's done so much. Uncle Saul. Uncle Saul. Uncle, uh, Uncle Vinny, now you got me thinking about that now. Yeah. I we can Uncle... refer to our own previous episode. Yeah, for like, all the I thought it was Uncle Saul. No. Oh, Uncle Sal. No. Accepting the award for Rose Uncle Marie. Leo. Uncle Leo. Uncle Leo. Hello. Accepting the award for the late Rose Marie will be the late Maury Amsterdam. Sorry. How's that going to work? <laughs> Which is, hey, you can put a satellite anywhere. It's like, you know, remote broadcast. I can be a parking lot. Listen, if you can be a Mexican bandit, I can be a Mexican pocket right. cop pocket thing. That's the, that was the great guy from Cambridge. So All right. Yep, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Allie. She's one of the uh, the uh, award ceremony she, hosts. She, Allie is our Valerie. And she brings in the envelopes. And, that's uh, right. Mm-hmm. Yes. She turns the letter. No, that's Vanna. I'm sorry. Vanna, Valerie. Yeah, something along that line. Allie. All right. Next category. And we're just going to pick one. Uh, favorite music video. 
Oh, oh man. My mind goes, because you were mentioning these names, right to the Valeria mm-hmm. piece and cra- Captain something else. Captain Crap, Crocodile. Captain crap, 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 Crocodile? Yeah. Good thing we're not all <laughs> on the uh, it's a good, Yeah, it's a good thing we're not terrestrial radio. Um, but there were so many inventive ones in the Rainbow Room. Daily, nightly. Mm-hmm. Dude, you're messing me up here. And it's hard to separate a song you may be really in love with from a video. mediocre video because mm-hmm. it's colors or mm-hmm. vice versa colors your decision mm-hmm. I've got to go with Daily Nightly mm-hmm. that black and white chiaroscuro effect Psycho Jello that too you know I would have I would have put it up against what am I doing hanging around or we, we, for, we forgot the, we forgot going down yes going down is going down is the color Psycho Jello video yeah Star Collector's good too Star, uh-huh, yep but um Gonna buy me a dog, not so much. Yeah, not so much. But, I mean, <laughs> but even if you go back, you know, you know, the the first music video to grab me was uh, Papa Jean's Blues. You know, that was, and, I, and, I, and I've, I've never told, I, I needed to tell Nez that the next time I see him, but Pop Nishwash. Okay. Um, that was the video and the song that really hooked me, period. You know, Last Train to Clarksville was great, but the first time I heard Papa Jean's Blues, that was it. I was done. But um, I will, I will go along with you on that. And the alley goes to Daily Nightly. But can we also include the live version where Nez is doing the? Uh, I'd rather not. Uh, okay. But if you must. Right, that's all. So Daily Nightly is our award for the best music video. And we're back. Accepting the award for Daily Nightly is Nightly Daily. Hello, Mr. Daly. <laughs> In the audience, it's Victor Maryland. And sitting next to him is Marilyn Victor. <laughs> That's for you Jerry Lewis fans. Oh, nice. No, no, with the height with the loud the daily and the nightly. With the nightly and the daily and the collecting and the stars and the hanging around. The noises and the All right. All right. If we haven't lost them by now, we're in good shape. So it's yeah, like, if we didn't lose them with the Tonight Show mo- montage. All right. Second. All right, so now we have... Uh, I'm going to skip... We're, we're going to skip the first one. All right. We're, we're, we're focusing on you. The best Mickey moment. The best Mickey moment on the series. Mm-hmm. I've always had a soft spot for that little bit in uh, the Fern and Davy episode mm-hmm. where they're trying to uh, ruin the talent show broadcast. And Mickey mm-hmm. does that... Loxley Mendoza. Well, the old, you know, the old uh, Borch Belt yeah. uh, vaudeville thing. Take my wife, and please. please. Uh-huh. Send my wife she to Florida like... for a vacation. She came back with a burnt tongue. <laughs> There's yeah. something. He seems to be having so much fun. Mm-hmm. Those jokes are bad. Mickey mm-hmm. knows they're bad. Mm-hmm. He's but just he, kind of getting off on it. He, he's, he's in his element. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Um, I would have to probably go... Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me while I'm sh- I'm uh, I'm about to I'm about to let loose the atomic powered diaphragm. So pardon me while I back up and just move it. And he's backing up, ladies and gentlemen, even as we speak. Who is this that comes El Dolenzio, the bandit without a heart? That is a good one. So, that is a good one. Yeah, I think I think El Dolenzio is my uh, I consider the best moment. I think I gotta give it to that. And the alley goes to. Who is 
is this that he says? Who is this that is asking who is this? Is El Delencio, the bandit without a heart. Accepting the award for best Mickey moment is Bill Dana. Jose Jimenez. See, si, yes. si. we're really reaching for some of these oh, uh, connections. You know it, eh? No, it's, no, what we do is, is the, what's the guy's, guy's name? Is 50,000 centavos for the can, 25,000 centavos for the for the labor, and 50,000 centavos for thinking enough. That would be Nacho Galinda. I had that for lunch yesterday. <sighs> Don't get the red sauce. Yeah, please. All right. All right, so we get the favorite, favorite Mickey moment. El Delenzio. Alright, next category is Best Davy Moment. Oh man, I've always liked him singing green sleeves in Monkey's Mind Their Manor. What the hell is wrong with you? No, okay. Oh lord. No, um, oh man, he, you know, people don't give him credit for also being very comedic. Mm-hmm. I like in Monkeys, Dance Monkeys Dance, he does all those, uh, those frantic dances at the... Uh, a one, a two, a three. At the turn four, of the yeah. switch by uh, Ronaldo, who's trying mm-hmm. to test him. Yep. He's almost like dancing Davy to, uh, to death, actually. But uh, That's a very good one. That's pretty funny. I'm going to go with that. Dance Monkey Dance. All right. Davy that, dances for Ronaldo. That's and a the very, dancing smoothies. That's a very good moment. I'm going to go the opposite direction. My favorite Davy moment is probably success story. Oh! At the very end, when they're when they're getting ready to leave, and you know, it, it, it's probably the most poignant moment in the entire run of the series. You know, I mean, there's there's great thing. You know, a man in love has the strength of thousands, or the uh, uh, in. Um, the one where in the hospital, uh, where they go after the, they're in the hospital and Davy's all bound up and everything. But, That's funny too. Um, but to me, success that that right there is is the tug at your heartstrings moment. Or now wait, what are you referencing in that episode? At the very end, uh, toward the end, where where he's saying goodbye to the guys. Oh, you mentioned race. You mentioned. I'm thinking about the. Uh, Gift horse. Yeah, no, no, no. You mean successor? Yes, that's, that's very dramatic, yeah. very straight. Yeah. Yes. Then on the other end, Davy is Dracula in uh, Monstrous Monkey Nash. I want to bite your neck. It's a fantasy, man. We have these monkeys. Yeah, yeah we go romp around, jump. Is it, all right, Gene Aspen. Gene, Gene. Try to remove your makeup. <laughs> blah, blah. But all right. I've got to go with you. You've swayed me again. Which one? Uh, I gotta go with Success Story. Right. Because it's dramatic. They didn't do a lot. Well, they did more dramatic stuff than we give them credit for. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah. That, the, that well, the best, to me, the best dramatic moment is coming. So. Okay. Well, the alley goes to. Davy Jones for Success Story. Yay. Accepting the award for Davy Jones is the late Ben Wright. Think about it. Ben Wright played the grandfather in Success There you go. I'm giving Alan a very perplexed look. I do that often when I need him to uh, well, explain these connections. Even I don't know sometimes. Well, Ben, uh, I've talked about Ben Wright before. Ben Wright was an incredible radio actor. Right. Um, you talk about Mel Blanc being the man of a thousand voices. Well, Ben Wright pretty much played everything you could imagine. He played, he was English. He was, he was, he was from Great Britain. But he was, they used him a lot for Asian accents. Uh, you remember the, the, the show Have Gun Will Travel? Right. Well, there's a character in the TV show called Hey Boy. Mm-hmm. 
Ben Wright played Hey Boy on radio. Okay. So, so whenever they need someone to speak with Asian accent, they usually go to Ben Wright. Here's a little aside. Let's take a. I'm um, allowed to get serious again. Sidebar. Uh, uh, just for a moment, ladies and gentlemen. No. Really hit it. Seriously, it's uh, the Monkeys show. If you think about it, somebody once pointed out to me, we don't get an origin story for them. Mm-hmm. They're just they're just there. And I know they played on that when they did the 97 special, like, you know, we're always going to be in that house where it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's Alpha We Omega. did it in episode 462. But it's interesting how they established Davy has a guardian of some sort. It's a grandparent. Mm-hmm. We don't know what happened to his parents. And he can exert parental control over him by telling him, you're going back to England with me. There's an episode in Monkey's Mother where Rosemarie talks about Mike and his large family and mm-hmm. earned a lot of money. And of course, we know the real Mike Nesmith mm-hmm. had a different, so he didn't come from a very large family. No. And parents would be mentioned in passing, like Mickey, you know, oh, that was my mother calling. Or, you mm-hmm. know, she said, I got to wear my galoshes and things like that. Or a baby picture is shown in uh, the picture frame. But it's always been interesting. We don't get that kind of past continuity. They're just the monkeys. And mm-hmm. we didn't meet in high school. We didn't. Now, I know the original... Boyce and Hart themed pilot, um, not pilot, the original opening segment, which is on YouTube and we've seen it in, in box sets and mm-hmm. DVD and Blu-ray sets, shows them almost, almost has a scenario where they're falling over each other, like they're out in the street one day, Mickey with his drum kit on, you know, on the dolly and Mike on the skateboard, and they all tend Peter to, coming like, up, Peter yeah. coming up, yeah, like, like they literally just happen to, to bump into each other one day yeah. and go, you know, hey, let's form a band. <laughs> But We're going to form a group! But I always thought that was interesting that mm-hmm. you don't need an origin story. No, you don't. You don't need to know what kind of, you know, did, did Monkey Davy really come from England? Well, they established he did. But what about, did, did that Peter come from Washington? Did that yeah. Mickey come from L.A.? Mm-hmm. We assume they're in L.A. because, you know, the, the, the locations, you know, they yeah. get involved with. And, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just thought that was interesting on the show that uh, maybe that's the comic book fan in me where you get all that backstory and they do all the retrofitting to explain who you thought were their parents were really their their cousins right. and shocking Wait, new truth uh, reveal. Oh, you're getting into that uh, Peter Parker's parents right. thing. Okay, I got yeah. you. All that silliness. And they've done it with every character. Or with Magneto being the father of Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch. And then he's Witch. not. And he's or, not or, but Magneto from a different timeline. And I know <laughs> there's probably fanfic out there that explains all this. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, no letters, please. Uh, but anyway, back to the show, Johnny. Right. Yep. You know, we missed out. On, we we may have to give Mickey his own uh, a second award because we've forgotten a couple of things. For the hair, alias Mickey Dolan's. Um, what else? Um, chaperone. Yes. You know, he was the first one to dress in drag. No way, but was maybe uh, the Toy Story. Yeah. Uh, he comes in as the mom. Or. Um, or the monkey's paw. You look uh, quite mature, <laughs> young man. <laughs> well, I'm, my mom reads me while I'm shaving. I, I'm, I'm big for my age. All right, so we've got the Mickey moment. Favorite, best Mickey moment, best Davy moment. It's time now for the next category, the best Peter moment. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold it. Good thing we're not on terrestrial radio. John, stop that, Jamie Telgren, right now. No letters, please. Okay. Um... Everyone knows where we go with this. We go right to Devil and Peter Torque. Yep. Although, if you think about it, it's One. Mike's moment. Yeah. But I mean, to, I think the, uh, I think the harp, the the playing "I Want to Be Free" at the end. But um, not the the whole episode with Peter and the Devil and Peter Torque too. There are uh, 
there's so many emotions and you see the innocence of the Peter Tork character come through and this is the best acting job Peter did in the whole, in the whole series. Yeah. And again, a very rare, largely dramatic episode. Mm -hmm. When I first saw that in the summer of 1977 in reruns, it kind of shook me up at age 12 mm -hmm. because it's fairly serious. I never heard Salesman before, which is mm -hmm. a fairly serious, dark song. It's yep. different for them. Mm -hmm. And the fact they're talking about hell, for God's sakes. Of course, they're talking about yeah, because but we right. can't say on but television. You, but you know what the great thing is now? Yes. Nowadays, you can say hell on television. Well, <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> Oy vey. All right. So Sorry. does that mean I can't pick? Well, let me think. No, no, I mean, seriously. If Peter is also great in the Toy Story episode. Mm -hmm. Peter facing the computer. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, I'm Pete, you dig. Dig, dig Pete, Pete. Pete, mm -hmm. digger. <laughs> what? That was actually, actually going to be my nomination. So. so we can come right to the chase with that one. We know what wins in that one. Because I think I've got to go with that. All right. Yeah, I've got to go with that one. And the alley goes to... Peter Tork for Monkey vs. Machine. Accepting for Mr. Tork on Monkeys vs. Machine. The computer. Is Biff Fingerton from the Hasbro Corporation. Are you sure that's not Mr. Nit Wit? Mr. Not Wat Wat. Mr. Not Wat Wat. <laughs> Who digs Pete on the side. Yes. All right. Now comes, now comes the hard part. Right. Best nishwash moments. Well, he'd probably tell you every, every moment was was a good moment yeah. on that show. He's, he's, you mean there are three other guys on the show with me? That's right. Um, we have to start out with Monkey Mayor, the speech oh, of Monkey Mayor. Uh, I will hunker down like a jackass on a hailstorm. Dot 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 from Monkey Mayor. You think um, we get Mike to run again in the current political season? We could use that, the guy we saw in the Monkey Mayor episode. Yeah, his motto would be "Make America Mellow Again," man. Well, if he doesn't do it, looks like uh, Bernie uh, yeah, will do it. Yeah, so that's for you, Jamie. Yeah, um, but yeah, Monkey Mayor. The two scenes in Monkey Mayor, Mummy Man. You did see where Bernie said he would legalize. Yes, I did. Okay, right. yeah. Al really explains his jokes a lot, doesn't he? Yeah. When you have to diagram them, they're not that funny. You see, I, I'm talking about Bernie uh, Sanders. Okay, I stop. Don't make me put you in timeout. All right. This is a non-political show. You see what's funny about that? Okay. <laughs> uh, Mummy Man. Here I am. But I, th I think if we have to narrow it down to the two, there's the Save the Texas Prairie Chicken Outtakes. That's the greatest. greatest. Yeah. Yeah. And then the speech in Devil and Peter Tork. Hey, wow. I got to go with that, I think. Um, and what makes those outtakes so great is Mike, you know, super cool, serious Mike mm -hmm. cracking up. Now, come on, man, y'all. Mickey's the one that's keeping it pretty much together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. He's good in that. He's, um, he does some good dramatic stuff in, uh, what is it? He's trying to sell, going to buy me a dog. He realizes mm -hmm. he's been ripped off. Yep, I, I've got a little song got here. Got a little song here. Mm -hmm. Boy, he's good in a lot of things. Um, but, uh, I mean, yeah. He's great in, what does it say? I was going to say, uh, Monkeys watch their feet, even though he just has those few moments. Oh, the, the yeah, the uh, was, yeah. It's kind of physical. I've never, I've never really been. I'm not a fan of that episode. Oh, I love it. Even though I love Stuart Margolin, I love Nita Talbot. They kind of lost me at Pat Paulson because I never got into him. I really didn't. But that's just me. What did I know? I was seven when it came out. 
But, um, well, you got any others? You know what? The more I think about it, I got to go with monkeys, monkey mayor. Mm-hmm. Which one? The speech or the uh, or the bit where they're uh, where they're morphing him into all these different presidents. I got to go with the speech. All right. Speech. And the LA goes to. Monkey Mayor speech at the end. Take that, Mr. Zeckenbush. Good. I know it. We're probably going in the same direction. Good. Good. Accepting the award for Monkey Mayor for Nishwash, Hugo Zeckenbush. We now cut to Mr. Zeckenbush live at Sing Sing, where he's serving 25 to life. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> fake news. That's fake news. Uh, he's one of my, Mr. Zeckenbush is one of my very best friends. He's huge in the community. Bigly. <laughs> We're winning Bigly. Say what? Who said my I, I put Mr. Zuckerbush in charge of the nationwide parking lot crisis. Concession. Concession. He's the best when it comes to the parking lot situation. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Well, Al? Yes, is that it? As, as Ed used to say to Karnak, I hold in my hand the final envelope. Hey-oh! Hey-oh! You know, I bet Jamie and Doug are the only two listening right now. Yeah, by this time. <laughs> Maybe David, I don't know. All right. People are clicking off the page. <laughs> Final category is best episode. Best episode overall. You're killing me with this. You go first no. so I can think. Nah, man. There's really only one. As much as I love, as much as, as much as we'd like to put monkeys on tour in there. Don't say it. Monkeys race again. <laughs> That's the pullet of monkeys episodes to us folks. I said that. I said. I said. The I said what I said. Yeah, right. yeah. Jamie just turned us off. Now you realize yeah. what I said. But um, no, I mean, there are some great episodes. Find the monkeys. Find the monkeys is a great episode. Um, the nice place to visit is a great episode. Love it. Mm-hmm. Monkey mayor. Monkey mayor. Monstrous monkey mayors. But Al, seriously, there's really only one winner in this category. Devil and Peter Tork. As much as I love monkeys on tour, for the uniqueness of it, mm-hmm. where else are we going to get that kind of footage? Mm-hmm. That's the guys true. on stage in the 60s. Um, mm-hmm. I got to go with you because not only does it have the drama we talked about, mm-hmm. it's got humor, mm-hmm. it's got good writing, good editing. Oh, because we need, we're, because, good the, songs. because because the time's not up, the show's not over yet. Yeah. I gotta go with you. I agree. Right. It's gotta be Devil and Peter Tork. Alright. Let's see what the envelope says. And the alley goes to. People, people. Oh, sorry. Don't give me seven million. The Devil and Peter Tork for best episode. Accepted for this episode award is Mr. Zero. Do you know Melancholy, baby? <laughs> okay, well, there we go. that brings to a long close. We hope you enjoyed it. We that hope you enjoyed fun. it. If you don't, tell me you saw the mamas and the papas. And now, <laughs> how about this? Yes. Dovetailing right into our next contest, mm-hmm. write us on the page and tell us your pick for best music video from the show. That's right. Yeah, 
I started to include the romp in there, but like I said, there's really only one really good romp, and that's from the Monkees right now. Sorry. <laughs> the Monkees what? I, I, can't, I can't bring myself to utter the uh. title of that show, that episode. Monstrous Monkey Mash is my, is one of my favorite books. There's always Monkees uh, Mind Their Manor, which is about equal with my card-carrying red shoes as hell. All right, write us. Yeah, just in response to this episode, telling us what your favorite music video, music romp, or video is on the show, and if we pick you, here is what you can oh, wait, win. You know, wait, we're yes. gonna get we're gonna get a lot of uh, from the the Nesmith Wink group. Yeah, they're gonna be torn between uh, sometime in the morning from Monkey Mother and Papa Jean's Blues. So we'll see how that breaks down. It'll be a real fight. Ed. It'll be a, it'll, it'll be a real wink dog fight. So, just, just when you thought the monkey's goodie bag was extinguished. <laughs> just when you thought it was completely empty. Once again, I quote the Homeboy Shopping Network from the great In Living Color TV show. But wait, there's more! Wrong you are, little head breath. We have not one, but two DVDs you can win. One is called Still Alive, all about Paul Williams, the great songwriter who wrote for the monkeys Someday okay. Man. And who actually auditioned for the show. Somebody would have been shorter even than Davey. Mm-hmm. He really was standing up the whole time. This really is a great documentary on a uh, nice DVD. Also a DVD of the early 70s, late 60s music scene show. This has Davey's solo appearance on the show. Listen to the lineup on this. This is really cool. Now, I was never a fan of David Steinberg, but he seems to, yeah, he was the he was top He a good of manager for a lot of those teams, yeah. The Yankees and the Dodgers, yeah. Okay. What do you know? When were you? When were you ever in, in New York? But this has this is kind of like the I guess you'd call it the precursor to Midnight Special. Yep. But you get Creedence Clearwater Revival, Neil Diamond. Who? Hmm. You know, he might be a great songwriter. Simply, he just keeps at it. Yeah. James Brown, uh, some guy named Davy Jones, Jamie Telgren, uh, the Cow Sills. Right. I'm beginning. I, I'm beginning to think Jamie Telgren is actually Susan Cowsill reincarnated. Hmm. Pete Seeger, for all you folk fans. Another uh, monkey's tie-in. But yeah, and there's another tie-in, Mama Cass Elliot. Uh, Tony Bennett. John Sebastian Minus, the love Sprinkle. And you know, there was a, somebody posted something, I don't know if it was Fred or somebody posted something about the love and Spoonful and, and being considered. Considered, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, they were. Um, and then you get uh, Frankie Lane. Hmm. The one I want to see is uh, Janis Joplin, that would be all I mean, this and more on it this is four package. hours. A four-hour DVD, and the Paul Williams is. I'm it's a little shorter. Get it? Shorter. <laughs> yeah. It's only 84 minutes. Now, that's not all, folks. We have a reproduction of an actual monkey's shooting script. This one for the picture frame. I'm giving it up because you may know on our very blog page I covered this script with all the differences from script to screen, and there were quite a few. But you get my slightly marked up copy of this shooting script from 1967. And this episode right here is the reason that I hate Colex to this day. Yeah? Because one of the funny, yeah, this is the one where Peter is kidnapped and, and forced to read uh, the copy of the art, but they've got the big thing where, art for monkey safe? No, that's picture frame. Oh, picture this frame. This is where they're blowing. Oh, I'm sorry, never mind. Right. Uh, let me retract that. That was art for monkey safe that I was thinking of, so. But. 
Yeah, it's right. Yeah, hey, let, just, uh, let, let the go, go go, go, uh, you know, let, let the goof-ups go through. But, all right, so the picture frame was where they got conned into robbing the bank. Right, don't worry, I'll cut all this out. Right, yeah, Fine, I'm sure you will. It'll all be cut out. Sure you will. You don't trust me? Not as far as I can throw the, <laughs> the, the, the current the occupant. The monkey's ball? Yeah, not as far as I can throw the current occupant of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. What are you talking about? I'm a svelte 92 pounds. I'm the healthiest president we've ever had. His tan weighs 92 pounds. His hair. Sorry, enough of that. His, quote, hair. He's got it now. Now, right, so. and in addition to the scripts and the fabulous DVDs, we have some local papers featuring monkeys-related articles that I've scanned and put on the blog or our Facebook page. But you get the actual newspapers. These features were featured in. Holy crap. Yes. I just realized something. You know where this is from? Uh, Mount Pleasant. No. Burlington, Iowa. You know what else is in Iowa? Oh, certainly. The Frodis Queen. Jamie Telegram. Yeah. Why don't we just change the name of the show to uh, Jamie Telegram Podcast? Holy crap. Yeah, he's looking at the next paper. There are two papers featured here Des Moines. Des Moines, Dad. You get two. Listen, there's nothing wrong with Des Moines in Iowa. Two there are no Des Moines in Iowa. They're all in the, in the Black Hills of South Dakota. Two newspapers, both featuring fabulous rare monkeys articles. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to see these things, of course, they'll be on our Facebook page, but they'll be featured on our blog page where we are dropping this very episode along with other visual items that dovetail with what visual we've talked aids. about today. Uh, visual aids. So, <laughs> see the items. Participate by going to the Facebook page and telling us your personal favorite music video or romp from no, the monkey show. not favorite. Choice for best. Best. Best music video. Or best. But wait, you forgot to mention, you, you wanted to give a shout out to a, uh, someone on, at this point, uh, on, on this topic, did you The know? person who won our last contest and already is enjoying their own goodie bag, Morgan Downey Pescia. Is that correct? P-E-C-C-I-A. It's funny, I didn't think you spelled Junior like that. I love this Iron Man. Oh, that's Morton Downey Jr. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> My bad. Like Morgan hasn't heard that. Congratulations. Congratulations, Morgan. Outstanding job. Great job. We're glad you're enjoying your stuff. Absolutely. But we're this far into the podcast. I think it's safe to let Alan loosen his tie a bit, take off the jacket, because we need someone to introduce this episode's fabulous remix. So <laughs> <laughs> 321 KHJ Jet Set Time with the fake real Don Steele. It's time once again on the Texas Prairie Chicken Home Companion Monkeys podcast for another great Al Bigley remix. Monkeys, monkeys, monkeys. Al Bigley, tell us what you've got. Thank you, non real Don Steele. This time, I'm going to debut here anyway a remix from about 10 years ago. I had a lot of fun with it. It's Through the Looking Glass. As you know, we've been given a few different versions of this from Rhino, including the early, more voice and heart version mm-hmm. with that great fuzz guitar. Yeah, that was the one on uh, Missing Links Three, wasn't it? That was that. I think so. Yeah, that was in there. that was one of the high the the, the few highlights on, on Missing Links Three. You mean you didn't love Penny music? The pinnacle. Sitting in a blue light. I, I'd rather listen to. I, I'd rather I like listen to. I love Shake 'Em Up. Mr. Henry Dilts on clarinet. Put a penny in the corner. But no, this remix, I started with a fan-circulated, out-of-phase vocalist bass version of the song. Um, Played with that a little bit. I layered back in Mickey's vocals. 
using the recently released fuzz tone guitar take of the song from the Instant Replay Deluxe set from Rhino. That's what I used. I love that fuzz guitar and I added it only to one channel, one side, over the original backing. I enhanced those fuzz effects here and there. Then I added some cymbals, drums, percussion, some vocal backing effects, some extra bass. You also hear portions of other versions and takes of the song kind of put in here and there, especially the horn parts at the beginning and end. Of course, the song is lengthened, uh, added various effects at the fade out. I just wanted to go for a thick, chunky garage band power pop kind of sloppy sound. So wait, wait, wait. Yeah, it, yeah. it sounds like you, you, you're venturing back to the headquarters sessions? Sort of, yeah. Okay. Kind yeah. of, because, uh, you know, when we hear Boyce and Heart versions of some of these songs that we're more familiar that the Monkees did later, they've kind of got that almost too perfect, they're almost too mm-hmm. too much good pop. Yeah. And I like the Monkees, I like their take on mm-hmm. P.O. Box or You mm-hmm. Just May Be The One. Or yeah. the, and not because they're they're extra hard or they're extra rock and roll, but they're, they're just, just a, gritty. They're, yeah, there's a little more authentic Mm-hmm. Feel to them as opposed to the perfect slice of pop. Oh Lord! Boys uh, all right, we got to we got to get off that slippery slope because yeah. we're gonna go down that line. We'll. we'll... And uh, Tommy might be listening. Bobby, Bobby might be listening. Tommy, I hope you're listening up there. Are we coming in okay? Sorry, Tommy. Sorry, Sorry. Bobby. Yeah. Right. So, no letters, please. So, uh, non-real Don Steele, if you will do the honors, please. <clears throat> with play. 321 KSJ, just the time of the fake real Don Steele. Time for a new Monkeys remix from Al Bigley. Through the Looking Glass. Monkeys, monkeys, monkeys.
That's a hell of a remix, man. You, thank you. You, you, you missed your calling at some point. You should have been a record producer. Oh, thank you. You could have, you could have been the Andrew Sandoval of North Carolina. Alan would yeah. like to get serious for a moment, if he, if he may. Uh, I'll be frank with you, but I'll be, I'll, I'll, or I'll be earnest if you prefer so. Hmm. Um, I want to thank you for what you said to me at the, uh, said at the beginning of the podcast. It has been, if you'd have told me three years ago that I would have been able to interview a lot of these people, I would have laughed at you. Because I didn't really have, I, I told you the story that, that unfortunately the tape doesn't exist anymore. Of the time I interviewed Peter back in '91, '91 mm-hmm. or '92, and I fanboyed, and, and, I, and I'm so disappointed in myself now. But our buddy Arrow Collins, who uh, is a podcaster and terrestrial radio veteran of 160 gazillion years. He has, we have the Unplugged and Uncut podcast that he does, where he interviews people from all over the entertainment world, whether it's uh, books, movies, television, music, the whole nine yards. And I listen to him interview. And it's basically just trying to engage them in a conversation with, and, and avoiding the questions that they've been asked a gazillion times. And, you know, with our Nez interview, I think we, I think we pretty much were able to do that. But, um, this has been a lot of fun for me, and you know, you've done a great job. You know, you, you've interviewed Fred, you've interviewed John Jorgensen, um, again Don Glute. So you've done your, your you've done your share, and conducting interviews with you is a lot of fun. It really is. But you know, our schedules have been to the point where sometimes I've had to carry the load. You've had to carry the load. But this one, we talked about Valerie being an amazing storyteller with behind-the-scenes stuff. When I got the chance, to, three hours, I mean, I was on the phone with Peter Rafelson an hour and a half, and we barely scratched the surface. So, this one is, uh, this one is really special to me. So, without further ado, we take you back to the second half of our interview with the amazing storyteller, Peter Rafelson. As far as I know, yes, that was that was the case. They both uh, they understood. What, now that things have come out, that uh, we understand a little bit more. Not saying that we'll ever know everything about what happened at the very end there, but now that we know a little bit more, yeah, it was definitely to the point where all three of them made their piece, and I think they also uh, it also helped uh, to help make the piece once uh, on Davy's untimely passing, but. One of the things that I, I, the other things I find ironic about this is with Bert and Bob being the Mavericks, they are pushing against the establishment when they did. They, for lack of a better term, became the establishment that the guys were pushing back against once the second season started. So, um, was there ever. You're right. The changing of the guard and suddenly the revolutionaries become the establishment. And it's, yeah, you're absolutely right. Now, before we, uh, before we get into head, was, the, I, I do want to ask about this. Was there a specific point that you remember prior to head? Because I, I've heard the story about, uh, what he did as, as the three guys kind of held out wanting more, wanting writer's credit for head. But was there a point prior to head coming out that your that your you heard your father say, "Man, I, I've I've had enough. I think that I, I, we need to do something different," or a, a specific event that may have caused it? Well, okay, so 
So, so I think that my father would probably be the first to say that he his goal was never to be in the television industry, and it certainly wasn't to be in the teen idol industry, right? So this was all about doing something that was commercially viable with an eye towards independence, success, money, and a future of being a, a storyteller and a creator. And Head was sort of the culmination of all of that. It was the first chance and an easy chance to justify spending money on a film about a group that had already was couldn't. There's no way that, that 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 they'd ever be in the red when it came to losing money. That that, that was a winning business, right? However, had. I don't know. I don't know whether this was intentional, Alan. I don't know, but they they claim that it was the the it was designed to put an end to the monkey's career or to the the project, as you put it. I think it was very very innovative and way ahead of its time, and it was it, you know Jack Nicholson and Bob on an acid trip supposedly wrote this thing and and. And and came up with all these crazy ideas about uh, what's his name's hair. Um, the opening scene, they were oh, they were all dandruff. Victor matures hair, and 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 uh, there's a funny story if you ever hear Bob or Jack talk about that, how they came up with that. It might even be in the in the Esquire interview. But the the point the point is, it was it was an adult's perspective on the insanity that surrounded the monkeys. It wasn't so much about the monkeys themselves. When you see, uh, I think it was Mickey or Mike gets shot with some arrows and he breaks through the, the mural background and yeah. he chops down the arrows and he says, Bob, I've had it. This is bad. I don't like it. I don't like the kids. I don't want to do it anymore. It, it, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. Yeah, it was Mickey. Yeah, that, right. that was Mickey's scene. So, so, so in a sense, that was really what was actually happening. Um, and, and Bob took something that, that, that really shouldn't you, know, you can deny something and you can cover it up and you can make everything look peachy keen, but it wasn't. Instead, it was embraced and it was actually uh, it was actually shown on screen in a very illustrious way. It, Hang on one second. Sure, Hang on one second. Okay, I'm back. No, yeah, and, and it is truly. It. Those of us that try to understand it, even though Mike and Mickey to this day still don't understand it, it's about how they tried to get out of being the monkeys, and that's where the black box comes in. But I'm glad you said that because there's been a lot of conspiracy theorists in, in, in the fandom that think that because there, there's a story, there's a story going around that uh, Mickey, Peter, or Mickey, Mike, and Davey sent a lawyer up to your father wanting to. Get screen, get writing credit for this because as oh and yes, that is the true holy grail of all monkeys collectibles is the Ohi tapes that they did that weekend where they're assing it out. But uh, but that that your father got really mad, tossed the lawyer down the stairs or something. He said, "Bleep you and bleep the monkeys." So you know that uh, I can see that yeah. ha I can see that happening. No, no well uh, if. <laughs> No, 
wasn't even aware specifically of that story, but that's no, that's not any different except for the names have changed um, on a couple of other projects he's been on. And and uh, I've I don't think of my father as violent person, but I think he likes for people to think of him as violent. I don't think he really is, but I think that he doesn't mind that reputation. It's it's ominous. It's a, it it. If you un, if you just sit back and enjoy it, there's it's a great soundtrack. Uh, for years, the Circle Sky live uh, vignette from Utah was the only live stuff we really had before Rhino started coming out with the rest of the stuff. But that's a great song. You've got um, as we go along, as we talked about the the Tony Stern song, uh, where they had it's very you know the lilting the five four time and some of the other the stuff that Peter did. Do I have to do this all over again and it's a great soundtrack, and it really is a movie that you just sit back and you can see it 50 times and come out with 50 different explanations or 50 different thoughts about it. So, but it, it to me, it's a great first first uh, step in, in in his directing career. To be honest. Yeah. Well, I tell you what. Um from the world of the monkeys, it's sort of an outlier. But in terms of the world of independent filmmaking and 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 literally innovation of cinematic technique and and visual uh, effects, special effects, it's still to this day used in 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 courses of of uh, film and cinematic um, history for for being. An example that in 2001 of being some of the most innovative, uh, you know, uh, development of, of new uh, effects, Absolutely. visual effects. Now, once this once head ended and Bert and Bob went their own way, they went to Easy Rider, Five Easy Pieces. Now, did you maintain any kind of relationship with the guys during the the like '69? Yeah, to- yeah, it's a great question because remember, I told you there was this sort of it was because of all of the the the, the women of those families and the kids were also friends, and even to this day. To this day, my mother, who is still alive, and Linda Jones, and um, and 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 uh, Norit, who's who's the illegit the, the mother of, of Mike's illegitimate Jonathan, yeah, mm-hmm. Norit Wild. This whole continuance of the families and the women and the children and the DNA of the monkeys, and it's it's touching because people people might might judge the 60s and and the 70s um, based on on being very frivolous and 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 innocent and liberal but the but the underlying morals of relationships and respect and being civil to one another really are are quite much more uh, pronounced and even respectable than 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 today's times well, that's good to hear. I mean, it's it's always nice when the, the family stays together, if you will. Um, and I'm glad to hear that you that you've maintained a relationship. That's really cool because that makes it uh, makes it a lot more fun for you not to have to lose people right and left, even though you know friends come and go out of your life daily. So it's so true. It's so true. And by the way, I, I I've never 
seen or heard of any of the boys say anything ill-willed about about Bob. In fact, the 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 uh, even Mickey, who who became a director and 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 learned a lot, I'm sure, from the show. Man, they're all so respectful of Bob, and 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 Bert was. You know, more of a businessman, so he wasn't quite as involved in the in the in the creative, hands-on stuff. But 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 Steve Lauder and, and Bob, I don't I don't hear any ill will towards them now. Now, Kirshner, on the other hand, and some of the the other guys, you could say they probably had some rubs with because it was the guys who were who were really preventing. Literally blocking the boys from from certain creative um, desires, and and I, I could see why that became a problem. Yeah. But you know, as they say, all's well that ends well. So with that, let's we're going to go ahead. Let's move up two decades to the resurgence, the 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 mania 2.0 as we call it in '86. Were you as surprised as everybody else that it happened? No, because it never stopped happening for me, and there were there, in the in the interim, there were let's just say less successful attempts to to create music and bands and tours, and then I remember um, going to sort of like the big launch party for what was their new album, and I guess their new tour that was coming up and I'm trying to remember when was that it was I want to say there was something in between there Ellen before the the 80s maybe it was the 76, early 70s, 80s well the 76 yes. 77 there was Dolan's Jones Boyce and Hart which you know, right. they, they did one album they did the one TV special which was is is really unique and it shows uh, yeah, it's got that. If you've ever seen it, it's got the the Mickey paying homage to who I think like T Rex and David Bowie doing uh, a glam version of Stepping Stone, which is which is absolutely amazing to watch. But yeah, and they had each each of them. You know, Davey would go to Japan, Mickey would go to Japan in the early '80s. Same with Peter. Right. Nez was doing his uh, his recording with his own type of music. And what was the name of this show that you just mentioned with the in the six seventy six? Was uh, it was called? no. The name of they, uh, Mickey and Davey got together with Tommy and Bobby, and they went oh. out, they went out on the road as Dolan's Jones Boyce and Hart because they couldn't license right. Them from I, re, I do recall that. Yeah, they had they had but one you said album. That they did a sh yeah. You said they did a TV show. It was a TV special, special. that they did. It was almost like an info the, the original infomercial. Where they talked about, you know, they played a, a number of hits. Mickey did some stuff. Davey did some stuff. They How played, can I find that on YouTube? Uh, I just, uh, I would do DJBH. Let's see what you find. DJBH. Yeah, Dolan's Jones, Boyce and Hart. And it's very interesting because Coco, Mickey's sister, is involved in it. And there are a uh, Bill Martin who wrote uh, All of Your Toys. Uh, and a name that I put out there when Alan I talked about it, Umberto, Umberto Gatica, who I know as one of the great recording engineers who worked a lot with Chicago back in their heyday. One of my favorite people of all time. One of my favorite people of all time. Chileno, I believe he is from Chile. And uh, I worked with him and Foster on many a record. Oh, yeah. Hey, David Foster, I, yeah. I, I dropped a name. How about that, Nation? I dropped a name that he knew. <laughs> yep. 
Yep, good for you. Yeah. Dolan's Boys and Heart, I remember the feeling promo. Holy shoot. Yeah, it's a, it, it's a nice little pop tune. They, they went out and did... Uh, oh, my God. It's 70s pop, but yeah, they had the one album. Um, they did. They did the state fair. Was, was, were, were the boys part of the writing, or was it strictly boys and heart? I think. Um, I believe they might have done a little bit, but it was mostly Tommy and Bobby. But they, they went on the show. Their their tour was called the Golden Great Hits of the Monkeys, the boys, uh, the guys that sang them, and the guys that wrote them. How great! So. So, yeah, so uh, it wasn't terribly much of a surprise because, remember, I had stayed sort of in the loop, and I would go to these launch parties. And There was a guy named Brendan Cahill. Do you know who he was? He was their last tour manager, I believe, in 6970. Uh, he, he worked at the, you know, behind the scenes, but I believe he was the road manager. So, yeah. He continued on and, I think, developed that tour that mm -hmm. put them back on the map. I want to say, I remember going to, where was it, the Santa Monica Airport. I think Ward was, was involved as well on, on, on the party. Uh, yeah, that could be, yes. And I don't remember whether this was in the late 70s or early 80s, but nonetheless, they performed. I mean, I, I honestly thinking this is this is sad because it will never be what it was, but... They grew. They, they, I remember seeing them at the Greek theater thereafter, and it was it was as as successful as one could hope it would be. And it, it, I remember being pleased for everybody. And they, Mike wasn't there until he came out, and then he was there, and they did their little Groucho Marx walk together, and the crowd went nuts. And I thought, wow, they, this is this is not over. Well, I will tell you something that you probably did not know then, and it's only recently come into light over the last year or so. The original 1986 tour was only supposed to be about 12 dates, and it was going to be done on weekends, and Michael was going to participate. It was just going to be a 12-show 12, 12 tour, but then it exploded. Uh, the MTV, MTV, ironically enough, ran the Pleasant Valley Sunday where they did 22 straight hours of the, the episodes. Marathon, yep. And then, boom, all of a sudden it's 200 dates, and this is, sorry, boys, I can't do this. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. But it was originally supposed to be all four of them. Amazing. Well, I got to see him come out and... Oh, it was just so great when they did their little thing together. Well, it's like he it, comes it out, just... he comes out, the roof raises, a, he, the roof raises three inches. He picks up his right. guitar, the roof raises six inches. He p starts singing, the the roof goes. It just, it was, it, it was a surreal. Yeah, moment. and and then when they, and then when they do their little walk together, yeah, absolutely, it was just, yeah, epic. So on the heels of the '86 resurgence of the mania. Uh, Bert, Bob, and Steve get back together again and uh, determine that, you know, let's try to catch lightning in a bottle again. 
Yeah. And and for for what it's worth, I was not one of those guys that a, a lot of original fans really just dumped on the project. And you ta- you mentioned that earlier. I have come. I was at the point where I didn't really pay attention to it. I tried to watch. I, I liked the music. Yeah, I liked the music. The show was a little bit more avant-garde for me. I love the concept of it, but uh, I was told by uh, I was told by Marty Ross that one of the reasons that it failed was Burt did not want to use uh, union writers, and the writers were on strike at the time. So, but I, uh, you know, I've come to love the new. Yeah. So, so okay. So, look. In all fairness, I was dubious. I was dubious. Uh, I, um, I don't even know quite how to say this. I was, I was, I was involved in the in the New Monkeys, and 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 I was involved in the decision to to. Is that what you're talking about, the New Monkeys? Oh yeah, okay. We, we, so yeah, uh, we, yeah we, I said I, I, it may have been a hidden segue. Catching yes. it light in a second time, like, yeah. But lightning that could also be the the second coming of the original monkeys, right? But yes, when it came to the new monkeys, I was I was quite I I I didn't necessarily I did I wasn't impressed the way you know. I could hope to be being this close, and I was even involved in the project, right? And but but I, I I loved the fact that I could be part of the show. I wrote and produced four songs for the show, which are still great songs, and I had a great time doing them, and it was exciting. But it there was there was no way it had the authenticity and the spirit, the natural organic chemistry um the magic Alan the magic wasn't there uh it was it was good stuff but it wasn't great and 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 i i don't hold it against anybody for you know, it created like a dissension between the, the, the hardcore original fans and the new fans. Now, once again, here we are 30 years later, and I get approached recently to do a new record on the new monkeys. And this is after Mickey and, and the, the, the two remaining monkeys decided that they weren't going to take offense to the new monkeys, and everybody's cool with each other again. And I'd be thrilled to do it just because it's part of all of our history. But, you know, I mean, some yesterday actually and said, Peter, how about we do a new monkeys for Netflix? And I said, you mean a third and no, no, no. The original and and the new monkey. So this would be the new new monkeys. <laughs> and 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 I wasn't opposed to the idea, um, but I, you know, do you leave well enough alone? It's a genius idea. There's nothing like it. It was it's, to this day is still one of the unique shows of all time. So we'll see what happens, Alan. Uh, maybe there's something left to do. Well, you talked about. You talked about the music. One, the one song that I, you know, I, I will admit to not having the album, but the one that I know that you've written, it was a song called "Clone of My Own." Jody told me about that. So, yeah, 
That's so interesting. But yeah, you know, I find I, I actually it's it's good eighties or mid late eighties pop because I enjoy what I want. Carlene is a beautiful song, and Larry does a, a, an amazing job on it. And then Marty just absolutely knocks "Boy Inside the Man" out of the park to me. I might, I, I even like it better than the Tom Cochran original. Yeah, that that was a great song, and actually the story of that song is fun too because I didn't actually that was the one song I didn't write for um, the new monkeys and yet we caught it where can I hear that is that even online yeah if you if you if you go to YouTube and, and search new monkeys they have what I want there's Carlene and then boy inside the man so new monkeys yeah and what I want was a great song I, I really enjoyed that one too it's a great po- I mean it was uh, what a, I want well I do see what I want do I see clone of my own anywhere I don't think Clone of My Own is 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 on. I, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I had a great time recording these records. Mm-hmm. I did them in my house that I bought with Open Your Heart money, mm-hmm. and um, it was literally up the street. One block away from where Mickey's home was, where I used to go and hang out and play the drums, um, in on Kirkwood Drive in Laurel Canyon. So how crazy! It's all coming back to me now. Well, I'll, I'll tell you how. I'll tell you how the, the circle's been completed. Not too long ago, uh, the guys, uh, Marty Dino, uh, and I was going to tell you one thing about. We talked about Steve Blauner a little bit earlier. Dino has said he was a second father to him. On the set, which, yes. which I thought was really cool. On and off the set, Dino was was with Steve up until on his at his deathbed, like literally. And 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 we all got back together at at Steve's memorial, and I was very touched by the fact that all those four boys showed up, and it was it meant the world to to me because Steve was really oh God, he was kind of an unsung hero to all of us. Well, and to to circle back, the circle has really come full because recently uh, Larry actually has a new band out called Color Vine. They've released a single called Victory Song, which is really cool. But they all four got together in California thanks to Jody Ritson, who has just become the true. You know, she's become the monkeys woman of the of the new millennium. They got back together in California. They did a little show, and Mickey came out and sang with them. Holy shit! Oh wow, that's incredible! And, and they're all—all all four of them. They, They've—they've met with Nez and, and Mickey. Both have just, you know, you know. It What's was, the new song called? Uh, the new song is called "Victory Song" by a group called Colorvine. C O L O R V I N E. Victory song. Yep, it's a nice—it's a nice little pop song. Stay Kids Victory Song. I don't see it yeah. on Colorvine. Here we go. Yeah. Wow. Is this a color von victory song? Yep. And Larry is playing guitar, Larry, presumably? He's, he's playing lead guitar and singing, yes. Yeah, the mullet's kind of gone its separate ways, but yeah. It is so unique to see Dino these days. You're wow. the pompadour, and now, he, now he's bald, pretty much. So. This is fascinating. But wait, is that Larry singing? That's Larry on lead vocals, yes. Wow. 
wow, this is very 80s looking, and yet it was released last couple months ago. Yep. Their new CD is out, and for the life of me, I can't think of the name at the moment, but it's been uh, the monkey, the new monkeys fan base, along with some of the converted monkeys fans, have been very responsive to it. So interesting. But all right. Well, I'm glad I was able to punch you out today. You know, it's like we're all truly one big family. I think you know the people that yes. don't like, don't get the new monkeys, don't like the new monkeys. You know, sometimes you can't fix stupid even with duct tape, but that's how it goes. You know, it's 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 great, Ellen, because the, the way I look at it, it's 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 you know, time doesn't have any judgment, and yet it, what it's it's what brings us all together. We're all part of this timeline. We're all part of the history and the culture and the world and the universe. And and you don't have to like it to be a part of it. <laughs> but you can't avoid being a part of it. Well, That's true. As, all right, so, as we, so in that sense... Mm-hmm. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, in that sense, we're all, we're all connected in that way, and Very it true. is like a family. It is. I mean, uh, I've learned over the years that everything is intertwined, interconnected, and we're all in this together. So, you know, you don't have to like the new monkeys. That's fine. But, you know, it's you, – you don't you – know, hating on them at this point, 30, you know, 30 years later is, is, is lame. But what as – we, as we get ready to wrap this up, what are you up to now? Are you, uh, have you got anything coming down the pike that you'd like to plug? Um, plenty. I mean, look, I've, I've continued to write and produce, uh, countless records, acts, developing artists, signing. I have eight companies and I'm about to start my ninth. This includes, uh, anything Rafelson Media, which is, um, Rafelson Media Company, RMC, Rafelson Media Records, RMR, Rafelson Media Management, Talent, um, film and television projects that I'm developing. There are a few big ones that I'm not going to mention yet just because I don't want to be premature about anything. I totally understand. But all of the, the, the artists and records written and produced are all online. You can see all of the stuff I've directed, mostly music videos, at um, vimeo.com slash Media. You can see um, lots of, of, of pop acts, mostly females, everybody from Stevie Nicks to the opposite end of the spectrum, Erica Jane, who had, uh, I wrote and produced 12 number ones for on my own label. Um, she's now become a superstar on Bravo TV and is one of the Beverly Hills housewives, um, real housewives of Beverly Hills. Love a lot of that dance music that I did for her. I've done everything from remixes of John Lennon's Imagine to Stevie Wonder to Elton John, Britney Spears. Like, it, it, it is insane how diverse and how how exciting it is to be able to work with people from different genres. I've done a lot of recent mixing for a bunch of urban big names, Kendrick Lamar, Tyga, Ty Dollar, Lil Wayne, all the game, like all these crazy people that I never in a hundred years thought I would be working with. Sure, absolutely. Because I've built the 14 studios 
in in North Hollywood, and everybody from Beyonce to Lady Gaga are here mixing their records with incredibly talented uh, engineers and mixers. And I'm living a very blessed life. I don't know how long I will continue doing this. I've gotten involved in technology. Everything I'm doing is related to music, entertainment, rights, tech, and and finance, and that's the world in which I travel, and whether it's more of one or more of the other, it's that magic combination of all of those things, and the DNA and the history and the appreciation of people and the legacy that I carry mm-hmm. that keeps me going. Well, Peter, it has been an absolute thrill to be able to speak to you. Uh, if you would, pass along all of our best wishes to your father on his 85th birthday. I hope uh, I'm, I can't wait to see what he does when he's 90. <laughs> I want to thank you for joining our family. It has been a thrill. We've been talking with Peter Rafelson, uh, Bob Rafelson's oldest son. Thank you again, my friend. Have a great rest of the week, and we look forward to hanging out again soon sometime. Thank you, all. It's been an honor and a pleasure, and I look forward to the next one. Thanks very much, Peter. Take care. Bye now. And that was another good one, another great interview. And, of course, that was with uh, the son of... The number Bob one Rafelson. son, number one son. Bob Rafelson. Mm-hmm. Very good. So. Another thing I want to point out with Alan and his interviews is... Even if we both do the interviews, or I just do the interview, Alan is the one that does a lot of the footwork. Like I said, tracking these people down, tracking down the representatives, answering calls, getting back to calls. Because it takes a lot to manage, especially when you're on a different time zone, in a different time zone. Mm-hmm. It takes quite a bit of doing to get everyone together mm-hmm. and on the same page. And the other thing is that you and I have talked about this before. It's to keep the guy, to keep the people engaged. It's asking questions that you don't normally hear. Right. And you know, I, of course, I had you. Know, you have an outline when you get ready to talk about people, but when you hear things, you got to be able to pick up on stuff and go in that direction, not steer it back to where you want it. And I think that's one of the reasons, you know, Bobby Hart was very complimentary of us, mm-hmm. and Coco was very complimentary right. of us. And so was Nez. And Do you have any locks of Mickey's hair, Coco? Yeah. She want to hear that <laughs> for the hundredth yeah, time. Yeah, really. Yeah, what was it like being Mickey Dolan's sister during the height of the monkeys? But, Did you, know, you ever kiss Davey? But, How you know, dreamy. But, I mean, uh, using Coco, for example, bringing up the album that she did, I think we caught her way off guard with that. And um, asking Bobby about, do you think it was too soon for Dolan's Jones' voice and heart after the, after the monkey's over? Do you think that may have been part of the reason why it wasn't as successful as it would be? Well, we yeah. see 10 years later. Yeah. And then um, asking Nez about how he's getting ready, how he was preparing for the uh, the January 1st FNB Redux tour, that kind of thing. Involved so, a lot of peanut butter. Yeah. But uh, it was ironic. He talked about how he was getting ready for it, and then six months later he has you know, quadruple bypass surgery. But that's what we pride ourselves on, you know, is coming up with questions that are outside the norm. And I think that's one of the reasons why people like to talk to us. So, But yeah, it was it, it's a lot of fun. And... I'm gonna. I, I, I got to pitch this back to you. I've said this before, but I want to make it known again. Of the 26 episodes that we've done, I have completely put together behind the scenes. I think I've edited one. Oh yeah. You talking about the post production? Post production stuff. stuff. Yeah. Um, that caused a little bit. Uh, Al does 
99 and 44 one-hundredths percent of the post-production work. And for a while there, that caused a little friction. But I want everybody to know that, for the most part, I just show up and act silly. Al is, Al is directly responsible for making us sound good, for all the background music that you hear, for all the, uh, all the sound effects. He does an amazing job with this. And we, wanted, we want to be a fun podcast. You know, they're a, Zilch is a great podcast. They tend to be a little straightforward. Great. We are the silly spot. We we are yes. we're the Schmengi bro. We're the Schmengi brothers of the Monkeys podcast. Last train to Clarksville. That's right. Yeah, take the last train to Clarksville. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. But the Monkeys was about fun, and that's what we want to be. And Palomine, I, I have said this to you privately. I'm gonna say it to you publicly. You make this podcast go because you were the brains behind it. You actually. For those of you that have tuned in late, now back now, I'm sorry. Um, Al actually had to talk me into this. <laughs> Hard when, to believe now, isn't it? When we first started, when we first started discussing this back in 2016 or 2017, no, 2016. 2016. 2016. Yeah. 2016, yeah. I wasn't that. Yeah. He actually had to talk me into it, and we started with episode. Yeah, we started with episode one. 22 minutes. Yeah. And we're now at two and a half hours already. But no. Remember, we thought that was a long episode. Like we, we did. We talked about yeah. Mike and the birds. Remember, what else is there to talk about? And Arrow has always told me that you want to keep your podcast short. Well, we've blown that, uh, we've blown that out of the water. Oh, yeah. But we have a lot of fun doing this. But I want everybody to know Al is the brains behind this. Al is the, uh, Al is the backbone of it. It doesn't seem like it sometimes because, you know, I, I'm... We banter off each other because we, we play off each other really nicely. I mean, we, we get along together. You know, we sometimes I'm stupid. And he has to put he has to he, he has to uh, post. I'll get texts. I'll get every now and then. Where are those electric prods? Where are they? Right. Are they still in the No, no, no. We got rid of the shock collar after we dumped the lawyer. Remember? Torture chamber at seven. Right. But it, sometimes he has to hit me over the head with the two before. No, you stupid idiot. I mean, yes. But yeah. Um, I would not do this podcast without him, and I am forever grateful for you talking me into this and the fact that we did it together. It's been three long years, and it's been three of the funnest years, and I hope we continue to do it. But you know, I, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart, man. I appreciate. It. Now to wrap up the episode. <laughs> no, uh, Moving right along now. I feel the same way, and, and I hope uh, all of our listeners feel that same sense of fun and uh, spontaneity and just uh, a sense of community. Oh, you don't know. We're not spontaneous. We rehearsed this 67 we times. We did, but yeah. Look, uh, it, it says 68 right there. Uh, 68. See right there? 68. That was for the benefit of those of you that tuned in late. Now, back to the episode. Well, you know, normally about this time, we would reach out and talk to the third member of our podcast team, Jody Ritson, to find out all the news that is news around Monkey Nation. But as you know, Jody is recuperating from surgery, and she's getting better, and we hope to have her back next time. So I'm going to ineptly try to fill her shoes right now because there are two big events that are really coming up that we need to talk about. The biggest one may be the biggest karaoke Make-A-Wish event Jody's ever pulled off. That's Mickey on Broadway coming up the 20th and 21st of March at the Iridium in New York City. I mean, that is the corner of 51st and Broadway. You can't get much more Broadway than that. There are tickets still available. The best way to find out and to make your purchase is to 
to go to Jody's website, monkeysmeetandgreets.com. That's monkeysmeetandgreets.com because I know their ticket's still available. It's going to be one amazing event. And the second one is one that we've been waiting for for years. The Monkees' very first true live album. That's coming up. The Monkees Live, The Mike and Mickey Show, uh, a marvelous production. It's going to be available on April 3rd, and you can pre-order it now by going to rhino.com. Man, we, we can't wait for this. Again, the best way to get to these all this information, uh, if you want to know what's going on with the Monkees, especially Mickey, is to go to Jody's website, monkeysmeetandgreets.com. Yeah, that's monkeysmeetandgreets.com. Jody, um, thank you so very much for all you do for us. We hope to have you back next soon. Glad you're getting better. And I hope I have not done you uh, too much injustice. All right, folks. Well, we've come to the end of another fun-filled area of uh, frivolity and niceness and goodness and monkeys fun and uh you have shout outs you want to give don't you you know as i look into the magic podcast screen <laughs> i can see i can Rumpus see room. some of our fans listening right now i see doobies and don't be hey uh doobies all right yeah. ken jamie ken get away from the screen ken what are you doing we Can't told you, time. don't sit so close to the screen. It'll make your eyes cross. I can see Jada Dixon. Yes. Hi, Jada. I can see Patrick Boyle. Patrick. Dave Schneider. Dave! Dave's not here. Joey Cathcart. Joey, wait a minute. Joey Cathcart. Wasn't he in Captain Crocodile? Oh, that's Joey Bale. I'm sorry. Look, there's Stephen Thompson. Who? I'm sorry. Sherry Hansen. Sherry! Who do you wait see, minute, Alan? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is this, she's the one that gives all the great pictures of Peter, isn't she? Well, I... I mean, you know, I'm... Sherry Hansen. Oh, yes, yes. We love you, Sherry. Who do you see, Alan, in the magic podcasting screen? Well, I see the wonderful Kathy Defini. I see, what is that? Bonnie Meredith? Yeah. Now, the way you've got it, it looks like Boney. Nicole Wright. What are you talking about? We're seeing their, their beautiful faces? That's right. Cindy Calhoun, Sally Stewart, and Papa Jean... Is that Stones uh, down at the bottom? <laughs> I think so. All right. And Gene Stone. That's it. We just want to give a, a shout out. This is some of the people we don't normally mention. Yeah, but because, we, because we always mention Doug, we always mention Ken, we always now mention Now let's Christine. mention the people we knew we normally mention. What, what's that woman in Iowa's name again? Some. Jamiroquai. Tell G. Renny. That's right. And David Lovin' Life. David Lovin'. Something like that. Yeah. So but thank you to the usual people, Ken Mills and uh, Fred Velez. It's like Steve Martin had said at the end of one of his albums, I hate doing this. Thank you, 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 thank you. I can't do 807 thank yous because of the group, but... Right. Thank you, Zilch. That's right. Thank you, everybody. Uh, it, it is just, it, it's fun to do this. It's fun to be part of the podcasting community. Uh, thank you to Zilch, to Ken and Christine. Uh, thank you to all 807 members of our group. We love each and every one of you. Um, we are proud we of you. We love Patrick and Janice. And, oh, we did that already. We okay. did, yes. Oh. Be a doobie, not a don't be, okay? There's Cubby and Annette. And... <laughs> it's funny you should mention that. Uh, a sidebar about my music bingo business, you know. Um, the Tuesday night show, I have, I have a lot of retirees that come to the show. And uh, I played this uh, Teen Idol. It was, it was Teen Idols that featured, of course, uh, our guys. But I played Venus by Frankie Avalon. 
And I said, well, you know, if you think back to the Beach Blanket Bingo movies, you can't have Frankie without a net. So then I played a, a tall Paul by a net after that. So. You can't have Beach Volleyball without a net. That's huh? true. Huh? Yeah? Okay. Uh, was that, was that, go to the movies? Frankie Catalina. Now, you also do, sometimes, you do a little shout-out to, recently you did a lot of Peter's solo songs, mm-hmm. marking his birthday and, of course, yep. Untimely Death. Yep. And I, it, it, I have to be careful because sometimes when I play, they will, they will look at me, what is this crap you're playing? Yeah, and, but I do it in between rounds. Um, those of you that are, are not in the Charlotte area have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, but... Um, so I have a business that I do now that I'm not in the corporate world. It's called Doctor Music Entertainment, where we, I do bingo, I do music bingo events at bars and restaurants. So, and I do a lot of different categories, and I play a lot of monkeys and new monkeys music uh, in the beginning of the show and in between rounds. So, uh, if you follow the group page, I will occasionally post what I'm playing. So, um, but yeah, I, I I plug it whenever I wherever I can. So. So I guess now we need to roll this right into the disclaimers. No, there's one other thing. Oh man! Uh, I will be. Uh, I'll now be it's time to order supper. No, no. Um, we want to send a quick shout out to Jody. Jody, we love you. Please get better soon, and we're glad that you're okay. Very good. All right, now disclaimers. You want to start a shalai? Ah, yes, I'll start. This podcast, the Texas Prairie Chicken Home Companion Monkeys podcast, is done by fans for fans. For the love of the group and the music, uh, no rights are... Uh, given or implied. Given or implied, thank you. All rights to any music or copyrighted material is copyrighted its respective owners. That's right. We are in no way connected with Michael Nesmith, Mickey Goins, the estate of the late Peter Tork, the estate of the late Davy Jones, Rhino Records, uh, anybody else that's associated directly with the monkeys, Andrew Sandoval, John... Uh, what's the dude's name at Rhino? John... Uh, oh, I'm blanking too. That's right. We know, you know who we are. You know who you are. Who you are. So, Wait, what? Yeah. But we're not connected with The Tonight Show, The Estate of Johnny Carson. Edmund, the Estate of the Late Edmund Man. Or Other Blood Riser Corporation. Actually, Doc Severinsen is still alive. That's true. Um, so, until we meet again down the road for episode 27, I am Alan Hugo Second Bush Williams. And this is Al Rob Roy Fingerhead Bigley. Rob Roy Fingerhead. Reminding you to save the, the Texas Prairie Chicken. Okay, so we're done with the episode. I can tear up the script for this episode. I ah, like I spend dimes and dimes. Seven pages of script. And you had to say 38 and not 37. Uh, 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 Al? Yeah. Why is that? Oh, why is the oh, red light still oh. on? You left it recording on, oh. you son of a... Don't now. Now, really, everybody cool it because I won't be able to get through this. Action. Hey, wow. It's a groovy button. What does it say? Love is the ultimate trip. Oh, gee, that's a nice thought. Gee, that's a neat button. What does it say? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go again.